Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey. We're brought to you today by 4constructionpros.com and sponsored once again by Caterpillar. Today, you're in for a great treat. We've got a full studio today, and three of the specialists from Caterpillar is going to join us. Lonnie Fritz, who is the heavy and highway construction expert uh, that we're going to be working with today. Scott Hageman, our grade technology specialist, and Sam Meeker, our dozers and track loaders marketing specialist. Guys, it's full in here, but we're going to have some fun. How are you guys doing? Very good, Brad. Thank you. Real good. Good to see you guys. How can we spend on some of these machine choices? And here's how I want to set this up. And Lonnie, I think I'd like to start with you. But when I say that, what I mean by that is we've got large jobs that contractors involved with. And then we have the small jobs that sometimes the smaller size uh, contractor may be more involved with. And obviously what you use on a large job site may not be exactly the same as, as something you might use on a residential replacing driveways or something along those lines, but they're all important and they're very important to the contractor. So when you look at this, what might be some things you would re- recommend in terms of machine choices as it relates to the job site? Yeah. So really, again, it's application driven, but being raised in the construction industry, working in it for so many years, what... Caterpillar brings is machine choices, and that's based on what we hear from our customers in the different market segments that they serve. And so we've made the candy store of machines. The depth and breadth of our lineup has never been so great as it is today. And that's really designing, producing, and bringing machines to market that Mm -hmm. best align with their needs. Technology used to be a a non-conversation. There was nothing to talk about because it didn't, it it wasn't there. It didn't exist like it does today. It was fully machined. So I'm sure our listeners have heard and are very familiar with GC, which doesn't stand for anything. It's not an acronym for anything. It's just a model identifier of another choice of Mm -hmm. a product lineup we brought to best serve the applications. And to your point, Brad, Big and small and every size job in between is we want to ensure that we are providing the industry with those choices they need to best accomplish the task at hand. If it's mass earth moving, does it bring in wheel tractor scrapers? If it's Mm. maybe some small finish type work, is that a box blade on a skid steer? That's right. So from the smallest of machines, as we call our building construction products, you know, the skid steers and and mini excavators, all the way up to uh, large construction machinery, we have the machine and the technology to enhance your your productivity and your efficiencies for each and every one of the customers and industries and market segments that we serve. Yeah. Sam, I know you, you see the same thing in the dozers and the track loaders as well. Can you speak to that again? Give us some differentiation maybe between maybe even equipment that Caterpillar builds that is maybe geared at more of the larger size job. But what about the contractor that's doing the small jobs on it? He may do five or six jobs a week versus the contractor that may be on a job for five weeks. Yeah, and the versatility to me is what uh, is what is super important when you get into those smaller jobs. So being able to to come in with a machine that can you can do a little bit of digging with, you can do some grading with. Maybe you've got to load some trucks out. Maybe you're throwing the forks on and, and moving some material back and forth on the job site. And that's to me that's when I think about versatility, I'm always thinking about something like a skid steer loader, or CTL, or, or even like a track loader. Yeah. In Cat's history, we've had we've had a lot of different sizes of mobile crawler loader type of machines, 
And uh, I would say nowadays that the most popular ones are definitely going to be the, the skids and CTLs. And then at the same time, that track loader, that 953, 963 size of track loader, where a contractor can have a, we used to say he'd have a tandem truck and a tag trailer, and he's throwing <laughs> his 953 on behind him. That was, I was one of those guys, Sam. That's what <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah, tandem and a tag, and, uh, right. and you throw that 953 on there, and you're out uh, doing some earth moving, moving some material around job site, maybe making a lot for a, a new building or something, or digging a basement for a house, grading in some slopes or whatnot, right. throwing uh, a little bit of material in the back of the truck, haul it away. Right. That versatility, right? That's right. where I think it's important for that that you know, contractor that's doing that multifaceted type of work, being able to do all of that work with one machine. That's where something like a track loader or in, in, in the smaller life, a CTL would uh, would really come in handy. Your word versatility was interesting. I'm just, I was kind of grinning as you were talking, using that word, because just a few weeks ago, I, was, I worked with a contractor and he did say the same thing about Caterpillar. He said, you know, one of the things I like about them, because when I'm out visiting with contractors, I always want to know, you know, what kind of equipment do you use? Why are you using theirs equipment? And when I got, when I asked the one contractor about, I noticed some Caterpillar on, on uh, equipment on his job site. He said, oh, they're just so versatile, Brad. I mean, they've got just about everything I need. So I thought that was kind of cool. Scott, bring us in from your perspective. What do you see here as it relates to, again, fitting almost the job to the equipment or do you fit the equipment to the job? <laughs> well, Brad, as far as the grade control technology, that adoption is still ongoing and the efficiencies can be seen whether you're on the big equipment or the small equipment. Yeah. So right now, it seems like everybody tends to understand the benefits on the big equipment, and they're starting to ask the questions on the small equipment. Analogy I kind of make, it's like if you're on a diet, you need to be on that diet when you're eating the meals and you're when you're eating the snacks. So the diet's always inbreded in your brain. Same thing on this technology. The efficiencies on a small machine are just as big on that small machine in proportion as they are to the big machine as far as you look at the price of the machine and the price you can charge. So customers definitely putting different technologies on the smaller machines, but still seeing that benefit based on the jobs there and applications are doing. Scott, I can't believe that you brought diets and equipment in the same context. <laughs> But thank you. That's more. That's better advice than I can get on any commercial for that. Let, let, let me ask you guys from the standpoint, I'd really like to tee you guys up on this, and that's this. Give us an example, just one perhaps, of a piece of Caterpillar equipment that might be really more productive and better to use on one job and maybe a job that wouldn't necessarily be overkill to use and what might be a, a, a versatile piece of equipment to use Sam's words there. Lonnie, can you kick us off with that? Yeah, yeah. My my mind goes directly to the wheeled excavators. Okay. Wheeled excavators is a product that you'd say it's not really a flagship product. There's fewer of those sold annually. However, I think sometimes they're an overlooked machine mm. choice. Mm. And uh, that product right now is going through a huge overhaul, a huge upgrade of that platform following the next generation excavators, which are obviously on tracks. Versatility is huge. And it's thinking here when Sam was talking about it is if you have two machines and they're on a job site, say a small contractor, and he needs an excavator and uh, a dozer for example, but the excavator can do the grading it needs to do. Would you rather have 80% utilization of that excavator at the versatility versus two machines, all the owning and operating cost, the idle time, and get 40% out of each? Mm. 
So that's a little spin on versatility, but let's go back to the, uh, the wheeled excavator here. All the years in the industry, the customer I worked for, we had numerous wheeled excavators in the fleet and they were used anywhere from removals all the way to finish work and numerous applications in between. You start off the job and when you're in stage construction and you're trying to protect your workers, often the first thing you do in the maintenance of traffic is install barrier wall. That's right. And they are wonderful machines for picking barrier wall off the flatbed trailers and installing them for the lane closure. You'd look at underground utilities. You rode up to the next location. And the other big part about it is the lifting capacity. You essentially have an excavator on a wheeled undercarriage. I mean, that's what you have with outrigger pads for additional stability. So you really open up those applications of grading, uh, versatile six foot wide, smooth mouth bucket and all the different ditching and fine grading and finish grading that the machine can do to, you know, patch removal. You put on a patch removal bucket and you rode from one patch to the next, they could be 500,000 feet apart, a half a mile or more. And you rode down the interstate to the next one. Uh, it's going to take a lot longer for that excavator to track from location to location. Just think of your undercarriage where uh, you look at slope grading and demolition, loading and unloading. There's nothing wrong with putting an exca uh, wheeled excavator, done it many times, on yeah. you know top of a topsoil pile because you need two more loads. And then you go and you dip it out of the truck and you start placing it as you finish because... At that stage of the game, maybe you're 90, 95, 99% completed with the project yeah. and you're on finish. What do you have? You have finished yeah. pavement out there. Well, you're down to rubber. You're on rubber tracks for a skid steer right. or you're on rubber for the, the wheeled excavator. So again, versatility up and down, front yeah. and back. Just look what it does for mobilization. That's where the backhoe loader has been so popular. You know, roading around in cities. Well, if you need that additional reach, additional capacity for lifting, now you're roading around a wheeled excavator and leaving the uh, low boy tractor trailer parked in the yard. Boy, I've, I've seen that's a testimony to what's really going on. Sam, from your perspective, any thoughts on, again, maybe an example of a piece of equipment that might be perfect for one job site, but maybe not so much on another one? And what, what would your recommendation be? Yeah, yeah, there's uh, there's certainly, there's always a little bit of uh, kind of that run what you brung mentality in construction as well, too. And that's obviously we see excavators everywhere, tracked excavators, uh, just because of that, right? You can do so many things with them. But at the same time, sometimes you're not using uh, it for the thing that it's made for, or you're using it for a, a task that it really isn't very good at. So you know, you'd start thinking about things, uh, having the right dozer in the right spot. Maybe if you've got a, a D8 out there doing a lot of this heavy work and doing some heavy digging, and all of a sudden you've got some slopes to grade, it's kind of like, eh, it's a little overkill, but it'll do the job for it. And then, and that's kind of, kind of takes me back a little bit to that track loader and, and CTL mentality yeah. is I can do so much with this machine. I can grade. I can dig, I can finish, I can unload you know, materials and trucks and whatnot. I can do all of this stuff right. with this machine and, and then still toss it on the trailer at the end of the day and move on to that next job. Yeah, and that is a great piece of the majority of our contractors in the United States and Canada. It is exactly that. And uh, these guys and gals need mobility. And I love that word versatility. I, th I think that's I think that's a good term for the for this podcast. Scott, let me give you kind of maybe the final take on this thing from your perspective, from a great technology standpoint. I mean, is there such a thing as overkill? Can you overkill when you're looking at pieces of equipment? Yeah, Brad, for the, the wheeled excavator example that Lonnie talked about, yes, definitely we're seeing more and more opportunities of using this in customers. They don't know what they don't know until they get in one and they realize what it can do for them. And yeah. the grade control on that, if you're setting those Jersey barriers, that might be overkill, 
But what is not overkill is having the site plan and maybe knowing where you need to start and stop those Jersey barriers. Mm. You know, you lay them down two, three miles in a row and you just get in that groove and you keep laying them down and all of a sudden realize, wait a second, I'm supposed to have an opening here <laughs> so we can have trucks, traffic coming, yeah. you know, trucks right. coming in and out of this job site. Well, if that's on that design plan for you, you're not actually putting those Jersey berries to grade, but you're yeah. putting them in a location that needs to be there for those trucks to come in and out. So yes, overkill in one application, but you can use some of the basic features in other applications. I think that's great advice. One of the things I was thinking of, Scott, while you were talking, and it actually kind of goes back to what one of the things, Lonnie, I know we've talked about in the past, and that is it is important strategically to look at those projects and, and know not just what the job site specifications are, but what can what equipment can it handle the project? We don't think of it that way sometimes, but I think you get burned a couple of times. You begin to realize, you know what? I need to take another look at this. Do I have the right piece of equipment? Do I need to go lease a piece of equipment? And this is a big decision. A lot of these uh, guys and gals running these uh, contracting companies right now, especially the sub trade specialists, really fighting budgets and they're trying to cut all the things to the cost. I'll give anybody else any final word from anybody before we close out. This has been a great discussion, guys. Yeah, Brad, I just wanted to add another machine that comes to mind is a wheel tractor scraper back yeah. in the big interstate boom, sure. mass yeah. excavation. Absolutely. I think lots of times we just wrap our heads around if it's not a million plus bank cubic yards of material, I don't need a wheeled excavator. And yes, there is truck dirt out there. There is toad scrapers. There are many different hauling systems, as we call them, to get material moved from point A to point B. But I just want to bring to the surface here to the listener is to always give those wheel tractor scrapers some consideration. It is one of the cheapest, if not the cheapest way to move Mother Earth per loose cubic yard. They bring a lot of great aspects to the job that increases efficiencies. They can be self-loading. They spread on their own. They bring a compactive effort. They work real well in tandem, driving down the fuel consumption when you're push-pulling. There are many, many aspects to a scraper. Yes, it is a big piece of iron, but if you have the right applications, you have the right work, you have the right territory. We have customers that's that, that is all they use. That's that right. is all they use all the way up to yeah. 657s because it is the most effective way for them to move material. So yeah. just another product in the lineup, another tool in the toolkit that I encourage folks to, to take a look at out there and uh, just keep a broad vision of all those hauling systems at your fingertips. Wow, guys, this has been a... <laughs> a plethora of ideas. I really thank you for that. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast, there's more podcasts. Just go to forconstructionpros.com and just go in and look at the archive of past podcasts that we've created and recorded for your information. Hey, this has been brought to you again by forconstructionpros.com. And again, we've been sponsored by Caterpillar people. It's been great. Put the information that, that Scott and Lonnie and Sam all shared with you today. Good stuff. Play it again. Listen to it again. You may have missed something, but we want you to use this information. That's why we have the podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great season in construction. Want more tips from Caterpillar experts? Go to cat.com and select the construction industries page. In fact, look for experts, tips, tech, and tools to find out more information.